0: Hey y'all, welcome to a freshman episode of Samo Speaks. So before I actually get into the episode, episode, I just wanted to go ahead and put a just a disclaimer out there. There might be some little minor tapping um, that you might hear in the background, but um, just look over that. <laughs> I went back and listened to the episode, and I was like, uh, there might be a little minor tapping in the background, so I'm just going to go ahead and let the people know that they might be hearing that. Outside of that, I hope you all continue to have an excellent week. Remember to um, take care of yourself, put yourself first, do the best that you can, and show up for yourself authentically. And as I will say in this episode, accept all of you and never leave none of you behind. I hope you all have a great week. Mwah. Hey y'all. My girls, guys, days, thems, hims, hers, all of that. Welcome to a fresh new episode of Samo Speaks. Um, happy Sunday, because we are recording, and I say we because I have two dynamic guests here. So we are recording on a Sunday. So happy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, wherever day you are listening to this podcast. We strongly welcome you with open arms in this space. Welcome to Samo Speaks. Of course, I am your host, Samo, giving you all the deets on the experiences in life. And yeah, this is what I'm here to do. So um, I think without further ado, these two individuals, they definitely don't need empty introduction because I have been on their dynamic podcast before they are the brilliant brother and sister duo who you all might know as Ricky and Miss Bitches. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or Devin. Hi, oh, it's
0: me. Or Devin. And
2: then also it's me, Asia. Hey y'all.
0: So thank y'all so much for being here today, especially with this Pride Month series. Y'all have helped a lot um with just being able to make time to record. So just knowing that YouTube made space to be here today means a lot to me, and I am extremely grateful for that. Um, so, how are y'all doing on this Sunday? How's things been going with y'all? Like, what's up, what's up? What's up? Um, I'm doing good. champagne up, you know
1: the way it should be on any any good Sunday morning. <laughs> so I'm feeling nice and
2: boozy.
0: Nice and boozy. <laughs> nice and boozy. Okay. Nice and boozy.
2: Um, I'm also feeling nice and boozy. I had my corner shop this morning, and I told him I was like, I mean, I got champagne in my house. We can just go grab it. So this is (laughs) what the day turned into when I'm not mad about it. So, but thank you for having us on the pod. Yes, and
0: also, um, these two have their own podcast. If you didn't know, it's called the Inward Pod. I will definitely put those description notes, details, all that in the podcast episode link below podcast Podcast. (laughs) put it in the link below um but yeah thank y'all so much for being here and like I said making space to record this episode with me on allyship and acceptance so um I guess without further ado what does Devin um an ally in your sense, what does that look like for you? And then also, like, with us being a part of the community, um, when was the last time you felt as if you didn't accept yourself enough, oh, wow. or as you should? Well, we cut to the core. Um,
1: so, ally, an ally or allyship to me is someone that is outside of the community. And when I say the community, I'm talking about both the Black community and the gay community. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa could be one of the others very interchangeable for me um because i live both experiences but it's someone who exists outside of the community but is also able to um look at what's going on in the world look at societal placements look at situations with an open heart and an open mind, and understand that sometimes the chips are just not stacked in certain people's favors, historically and statistically. Right. And they're able to acknowledge that, but then also stand up when they need to stand up and shut up when they need to shut up. So it's, it's a lot of things. It's someone who has an understanding or is willing to work on themselves enough to put themselves in a place of being there for a minority group, okay? okay.
0: That was a lot. That was a lot, but if it, it, I I I'm pretty sure the viewers or the listeners and myself and your sister, we pretty much know what what that is and mm-hmm. what that looks like. So when was the last time you felt as if you didn't accept yourself enough? I didn't accept myself enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm pretty cool myself. <laughs> I'm trying to think of. A time where I was just like, okay, or well, maybe a time. Moment.
0: Let's do. let start there. Maybe a time. It's gonna open this. I up. just
1: feel like it's been a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I would say when I was still practicing Christianity, like actively, mm-hmm. it was just a lot of confusing feelings trying to put myself in that, um, that space of being an acceptable Christian as well as me doing what I needed to do for myself and, and figuring out who I was so that was you know definitely a confusing time to be
0: in cool for sure I know that's always a big tug of war between acceptance Christianity and really just accepting who you are truly so yeah that's always a big struggle with being gay, Miss Asia, Miss, Miss, Miss bitches, Hi, miss, miss Beverly Hills, Anastasia, girl, oh Anastasia. Jesus. Listen, <laughs> if
1: we gonna do it, we got to do it right.
2: Anastasia. First, tell these people what you're talking about
1: okay. first. On the great critically acclaimed Emmy-winning award show, um, not award show, Ooh, y'all, it's the booze talking, on the show RuPaul's Drag Race, um they win makeup at the end, as well as the fucking cash prize, and it's Anastasia Beverly Hills. But Asia, mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. in my heart of hearts, is Miss Anastasia Beverly. You gotta mm-hmm. say it ugly like that. Beverly
0: Hills. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so, that's what I was.
0: Well, y'all heard it here.
2: Oh, it cool. no. Miss it cool. Asia! What is that?
0: Allyship. What does that mean for you? What does that look like for you? in this month of pride
2: um i feel like well let me just go ahead and say this i am not someone that holds on to like titles or categories so i very loosely just just i loosely listen to what's going on around the world so (laughs) the word like having all these political like Words that you need to know, or like all these new woke words mm-hmm. that you need to know. Speaking I'm just like, how, oh Jesus, like y'all word. be changing shit every day. <laughs> I just, I'm in my bubble, I'm trying to live, and I'll catch up in 10 years. But, <laughs> with that being said, I feel like I allyship is someone who not only listens to the person that they are not like, but they also. Is someone that just like advocates for you, stands up for you, and is just there for you—not only for the easy things or the fun things, but also the hard things that go on. I have a lot of friends that advocate for me as a person and who I am. When there are people talking in the room that don't even know me, and they're just like, "Oh, she's so myself." I got one bitch that's like, "Oh no, fuck, she not. You have to learn about her." Yeah. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I know y'all know who I'm talking about. Yeah. So. And I mean, I felt it in different aspects of my life, but like, for having a gay brother, all my life I've been advocating for this nigga. Swear to God, <laughs> no, that's I swear right. to. I know God. that's right. Let's go
0: hard for that gay brother.
2: And before, <laughs> before he even came out as gay, I already knew he was gay, and I was like, I already accepted him because I already knew. Right. When I was younger, I used to have friends that like told me, like in elementary school, I think I'm gay. I was like, I don't know what that means, but hey, cool. You're like. <laughs> I like girls. I was like, oh, okay. None of my business. Right, you know? Like, right. cool. Do whatever you want. I remember one time I was talking to someone and I was advocating for gay people and they were like, well, are you gay? And I was like, I mean, no, but why do I have to be gay to speak up for people that you're talking shit about that have nothing to do with your sexual orientation? Right. Like, you're just mad to be mad?
0: Right. And at that point, girl, you become an accomplice. an now But we'll definitely get into that part a little bit more in the episode. But thank you so much for just sticking up for us. It means so much. It's just such
1: a wild thing to me how people think you have to have someone's exact lived experience to have empathy or, like, just show humanity in certain moments. It's crazy to me.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, now, Asia, question for you. Yeah, now, this doesn't have to necessarily no, go yeah. into, <laughs> go into like, the whole pride thing, but just tying in the episode, like, as a black woman, when was the last time, like, you just, or when was the time you experienced that you could, or you couldn't accept yourself enough? Or, like, being in that space?
2: Um, It's, it's definitely been a very long time, because I'm very accepting mm-hmm. of myself funny uh the mailman at my job i know this is like a side note asked me he just came in one day he was just like dropped off and he was just like do you ever feel like you have to be more than you are in this corporate setting i was like no Mm -hmm. i was like because they don't know my personal accomplishments outside of this place Mm -hmm. they know me from eight to five monday through friday Mm -hmm. that's all they know Mm -hmm. i said they can look on instagram they can go on social media and find out little tidbits of who i am and what i do i said but if someone's going to tell me something and it shakes my whole foundation, mm-hmm. then I don't even know myself. I I know myself, and I know what I have to offer. I know what I have to give, and I know what I'm capable of, and I know what I'm worthy of. Okay. So with all that being said, ain't nobody going to shake me for my foundation because that's okay. just who I am. So yeah. he was just like, mm, you got what school never taught us.
0: And that's the best thing you can get. Boy, I'm trying to tell you, life is so, the best teacher if you really pay attention to it. I
2: I'm trying to think of, like, the last time I was
0: just like, oh, I'm too black. Well, I love both of y'all answers because y'all was both, like, it was so long ago. So knowing that y'all it, are at this level of say. acceptance, yeah. right? Yeah. That's why I was like, I wonder where, you know, where they're at with yeah. their acceptance. You know? because. Yeah. Go ahead and continue if you were done because I'll go into a situation and...
2: I think there was a situation um, one time when I was at work and someone told me that I look nice. And they were like, basically they're glad that I look nice because I don't talk professionally. They're like, you look real professional because you don't talk professionally. And I was just like, okay. That's, that's your opinion. And then they were just like, they basically, called me aggressive, and I was like, No, I, I think you mean assertive. I
0: mm-hmm. think change I, it up, yeah. That I, they asked is no, yeah. I, uh, I think <laughs>
2: you're the one that's aggressive, aggressive Aggression right? Acts out of fear, and I've, I oh, have nothing great. to be fearful yeah,
0: of. Okay, oh, hey, I love it. I love it. I love so, it. Stand your ground, be assertive. Yeah, if you're right. Maybe they were aggressive because they ain't never dealt with someone who was so assured of who they are, and that intimidates a lot of people, so they try to see where they can pick at you the most. And when you do certain things like that, that's an aggression. Mm -hmm. But when somebody come back at you and let you know, like, "Mm, yeah, no, I'm not the one, two, three, or through 100. So you might can try that with other people who don't know who they are. But trust me, I'm sure of who I am. And I don't break unless I want to be broken, bitch. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And that's never going to (laughs) happen. Now,
2: unless, like, you got three different people, like in your circle that are telling you something about yourself and it all just happens to be the same thing but it's coming from three very different people then maybe it's time to check yourself but yeah, other of than course. that i'm very grounded in myself so i don't let people try me because i let them know very quickly i am not the one
0: i love it i love it i love it
1: we have a very, love like, a very, like, what is your business here mentality? Yeah. No matter if it's at work or not. It's just like, okay, you're coming over here for what reason, what energy you bring, what is your intention? Mm-hmm. I don't do small talk. I, I don't do that.
2: Yeah, no, me either. <laughs> I was waiting for mom outside the restaurant yesterday because I was checking her location and said she was close. Um. And so I just walked outside and I'm looking, just looking around, waiting. This man comes over to me he said, hey, I said, what?
1: <laughs> right no very much not and it sounds rude but said, honestly what could you possibly work with me <laughs> he <laughs> like,
2: said do you work here sir I ain't got on no outfit that say I work at the restaurant I ain't got on no t-shirt that right. says a restaurant name on it I got on <laughs> some casual ass clothes like I just got off of work like no I don't work here and so he's like oh mhm <laughs> I don't know you strange man
0: right like back up back up off me like Dejlo said Back up off. Back Back up off off, me. I I said bitch, back up off (laughs) me. So um I guess we shift it to me now, right? Yeah. All right, so um allyship for me is someone who is able to see everything that's going on and also use their voice to help spread what is going on. Um, they take up for you when you're not there. They are someone who is going to speak out against the systems in place, the problematic systems that place against certain communities. Um, so I will say, in a nutshell, that's what allyship means to me. Now, to the question of that I asked you to about when was the last time. I felt as if I didn't accept myself enough. It was right before or right around the time that you and I started getting to know each other, Devin. Mm -hmm. And I think I brought this to your attention the other day. I'm more so with my gender expression is more androgynous now. So I go, I teeter in the middle of my expression. I don't like to look at myself as fully male sometimes. And sometimes I don't look at myself as fully female. I like to have a good balance of the both, both of them. And um, I can say that when I started to get around your space, you allowed me to be comfortable in being who I was. And although you allowed that, it was still hard to go out into like family settings or be in other spaces and having to um, get my mind out of that that fear of, you're not enough because this is how you express yourself or the space that you're about to occupy, they're not gonna accept you because um, this is who you are. So I will say there has been um, sometimes not not here recently, but I will say like last year um, when I started to like dabble into like my more feminine energy and discover makeup and the clo- and like clothes that fit me. Like I, it's been a complete 360 from who I was two years ago to who I am now. And in the process of all of that, um, having to accept certain parts of who I was trying to hide was very, very hard. But then I had someone like you and your sister who was just like, bitch, what you doing? Like, you can be you around us and that's that's okay you know so and you know there's other people too who um accept that part of me but however it's like knowing that there's other individuals who mean so much to me that might not that's where you know i'm kind of like hmm. but still i have to learn that that has nothing to do with me and how they feel about who I am as an individual. So, yeah. But now I can say that I'm. It's a progress. Is mm-hmm. it is a process um, to get yourself from point A to point B in um, a mentality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, acceptance, allyship. So, in the community or within like your personal stories in general, um. I would really like to hear, especially from you, like Devin, um, just the point of acceptance for you. Like, what does that mean for you? Acceptance for me means
1: I can walk into a space and not have things assumed of me or for me. I can show people who I am. And, and, like to draw their assumptions from that as opposed to them knowing you're black, you're gay, you're this, you're that. And that is the forefront. Um, and it's crazy. I think about, like, as you were talking about how we accept you for your expression, I think before, like right before I met you, I had just moved back from well, maybe a year or so. I had moved back from Florida. I'd seen so much, and been a part of so much down there that like (laughs) I saw all kinds of people and I was with all kinds of different types of people in some very high stress situations you know like Mm -hmm. Mm i not to go super into detail but um and there were times where I knew that I wasn't fully accepted by certain people in those situations because of what they knew about me Mm. there was one instance where me and all the guys were together. It was me and the boys, And I had a friend I'm really close with still now. He told me that, yeah, you don't know this, but this has kind of been going on ever since we started hanging out over there. And I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want you to stop hanging out over there with us. But the guy whose house that we were hanging out with, he had issues smoking after me because he assumed, oh, this guy's guy, is, yeah, he must have some sort of disease. I had no idea, you know what I mean? Daffing up with this guy. And wow. His house. And, you know, for me, like, I'm very, I'm not territorial at all. And if I had known that, I would not have come back over there, it like, is. ever. And I'm glad that, I. part of me was just, like, a little pissed off that he hadn't told me until that point. But then part of me was glad because we had bonded and we had talked. Um, and I feel like he did get to know me. And, like, there was none of that energy after maybe a few smoke sessions, like, a few mm-hmm. times with me going up, over there. But to know that in retrospect, it's just like some people just really have to take the time to get to know you and be around you so that they can absorb who you are as opposed to who society is telling them that you are, right? Because that voice is loud, and sometimes it takes a minute for people who are not comfortable with differences or who haven't learned to be around people with those differences to understand what is actually the truth as opposed to, you know, all the lies and the bullshit.
0: Just wanted to share that. What was the question? That was <laughs> no, well, no, it was <laughs> you had answered it, but then you had went on to your story. But it was just a point of acceptance for like yourself being a just black gay man in general, like I think my ultimate point of
1: acceptance wasn't when I came out. It wasn't when everybody knew. It was when I started to just kind of put myself out there and then Shaheem actually talked about this in your last episode. Then you realize, shout out, uh, you realize that you're not the ideal. You're not maybe what people are going for. And oh, you have to gosh, really yeah. like navigate <laughs> being cool with who you are and your complete essence, as well as understanding that the people outside of your community don't necessarily fuck with you, or that that's a huge possibility, and the people in the community aren't paying you any attention at all
0: so it's a quote that just popped up and it's like um an individual cannot be comfortable without his own approval Mm -hmm. and that's by mark twain everyone um and that's kind of like what you are describing like we are part of two communities who are going to break us the fuck down (laughs) regardless. like no (laughs) y'all They are going to – and it's, it's sometimes it's definitely a double-edged sword because yeah. to one community, you're too feminine to be a man. But then if I go into that same community, I'm getting the same damn thing being told to me that I am too feminine or I express my femininity, femininity a little bit too much. Um, to be gay, I guess, and that's definitely a struggle when you are just acting, or you're just acting off of how you're feeling, you know, not necessarily saying, like, acting on your feelings is the bad thing, but your true feelings, Mm -hmm. like, the spirit of, like, your feelings of who you are, like, that's not an act, that's really who I am, you know, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I, I, I feel that. I feel that. Have you had it, like any examples as far as like, what's the, what's a good one? Um, like rejection, where you have to accept that in certain mm. areas, that like you know I am going to this rejection is going to might happen, and I'm okay with that. You know have you not I was, not
1: really outside of minimal things like you know like when you go on dating apps and stuff like that or you're just on apps in general as gay people because that is where we have the majority of our interactions safely yeah um you know something you hit people up and you're just like okay this person you read the bio you're like <laughs> all right this person seems like i can get down with them like their energy makes sense mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. i mean and then you either get no response or you get dry. You know, like, just little things like that. It doesn't get to me now at, at all, at
0: all, because right, you that bitch. Uh, yeah. Okay. And <laughs>
1: Usually it's the other way around
0: now. But um,
1: <laughs> when you're growing up and when you are that adolescent, young, gay, black kid, and you are finally having the courage to accept that and then put yourself out there, it is very um, trying on your mentality. You're okay. just like, you don't know what to think about yourself because you're just like, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of negative self-talk. It's a lot of internal, like, if you don't know what to do with that, you're internalizing all of that. We'll internalize so it. Mm-hmm. going forward, you have to go through unlearning all of that, that self-hate as well. It's just, it's a lot.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel you.
1: Which is also why I feel like, I'm not going to call out people, but like, I feel like a lot of um especially celebrity black male gay men have partners that are not black they often have white partners
0: Mm -hmm. or
1: yeah Mm -hmm. and it's just because (laughs) i think part of it is they're seeking to mend that rejection from an earlier earlier time uh, or maybe they finally got that acceptance that they weren't getting at it earlier time they're like oh I got I got it now so I've got to attach myself to it in the most finite way like you know what I mean it's just, I don't know
0: I think that's my theory just a very good theory yeah. an extremely good theory yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Miss Asia Teron Yo, yo, what's good? Good. We can not heard from. We want to hear what you have to say about a point of acceptance for you. And like I said, this isn't even going to a prize series. I want to more so touch more some like personal levels. You're a black woman, so right?
1: And allyship and acceptance goes both ways. Go definitely goes
0: him both him. ways. So what yeah. would you need? You know, like what do we need to hear from you, ma'am? <laughs>
2: So what we'll was the
0: question again? So. The point of acceptance for like who you are as a black woman, um, and you know where where you stand in who you are as a black woman.
2: Um. Ooh. The point of acceptance for me. That's a really good question because I haven't thought about that in a minute. I guess it's just been who I am.
0: Yeah. Mhm. Which is valid. I um, feel
1: like you have a lot of friendships that are very unique to you though and they all accept you in that wholeness, that, that fullness of being
0: you, including the black part. Hell yeah.
2: Um I think my friend Presley had a lot to do with accepting myself, even while she was alive and then of her passing mm-hmm. had to do with a lot of self acceptance because I had this one friend that I'd growing up, I didn't have a lot of black friends. I was always too white to be black, and then too black to be white. So girl, like, I got hey. called a
0: backwoods Beverly Hills girl the other day, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we was at work, and somebody was just like, you talk like a backwoods Beverly Hills girl who just got a whole bunch of black friends, and I'm just like, what does that even motherfucking mean? But, you know... <laughs> oh, I just like
2: that. okay, what you doing?
0: right oh Um, gosh
2: so i think all throughout my childhood i had issues with being accepted because of how i acted Mm -hmm. and i always talked too proper and it just threw people off and always tucked my shirts in and it (laughs) people always made fun of me for tucking my shirts (laughs) in and having my belt show but i don't know like that's just
1: she said, I'm giving a silhouette. Uh, <laughs>
0: right. Yeah,
2: so, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I've always been told I listen to white music. Like, you know, like all these things, but I was grown up taught to listen to all types of music, not right. just like rap music. Oh, girl,
0: please. So, yeah.
2: and there was this one point in my life when, after Presley passed away, and I was hanging out with that one friend, mm-hmm. you know? And she said something, because I was telling her how I was over like racist white people. I was like, I'm just sick of white people. She was just like, But well, you hang out with the majority of white people, and da 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 how can you say you hate white? I said, I hate racist white people that mm-hmm. don't understand. And I was just like, she's like, But well, you have so many white friends, and why would you even say that? I said, but if my white friends accept me more than the black people that I know, including you, mm-hmm. then I'm going to be around the people that accept me more. Right, who I am as a whole person. One time I got in her car and I had Afro puffs and she was like, I hate that hairstyle. And I was like, I'm glad that it's not your hair, right? I'm glad that it's the hair on my head oh my because I can do that car You
0: hear me? Because <laughs> I was about to cuss, and I just had to cover my mouth. For my- <laughs> Little
2: things like that, like I was friends with a person that damned self acceptance because she couldn't accept herself. Uh. You know, so- that's society
1: as a whole. She's still not cute today. I'ma just say that.
2: I don't know anything about her today. But with that being said, I came across a person and I mean I, I knew Presley for a long time, but she was just like, accept yourself. Love, love yourself. yourself. <laughs> like that guy on the side <laughs> of New York. She's like, she was just so just loving as a whole person. She didn't care who you were, who you came with, what you came from. It was just show up, be yourself. You need a place to say this is a safe space, and so. Thirty minutes. So being around Presley and like being around different types of people that accepted themselves in fullness and wholeness, it was just beautiful to see, and so inspiring. That now the friends that I had to that I have today and have had for many years, like without a doubt, with no question, they support me and love me fully and it's interesting if you see my friend group because it is all different types of people you have never right i love the <laughs> diversity with.
0: the diversity of your friend group is something that i wish every everybody has like nobody looks the same <laughs> at all. Like nobody looks the same. The best people, the, pe- the spirit. I think it's just the spirits.
2: Yeah. Like oh so god, sweet they and are so precious, and it's just like uh. And there's so many of them that mm. I'm just like, give me a. Everybody just give me a big old hug, mm. <laughs> like. And then also with being a black woman, like I think another accepted acceptance moment for me was when I decided to go natural. And then when I decided to do the big job, I was a sophomore mm-hmm. in high school. And I just looked at my mom one day and I was like, why, why, why did you print my hair? Mm-hmm. Like, this has been such a struggle for me. My whole life, hair has just always been a struggle for me and I don't understand why. I don't get how to do my hair. All I know how to do is fry it, dye, and lay it just that. So, with all that being said, I just started to, like, research my own ways to, like, go natural. And so, I found Carol's daughter and, like, I started to do the quote-unquote transitioning when half of your hair is natural and half of your hair is permed. All those, like, beautiful things. And, I mean, like, my family was just, like, so accepting of, like, you want it, go ahead and do it. I mean, even, like, to the point where my mom did it, Devin grew his hair out. I was
1: bald for 18 solid years.
2: Jordan grew his hair out. Jordan's now having, like, growing dreads, like, you know. The amazing
0: thing about having hair, a crown on your head. I don't know. It's just something about having a head full of hair. Like, it makes me feel like I'm that bitch sometimes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and it was just, like, their acceptance of me wanting to, like, change and adapt inspired them to change and adapt.
0: Literally, you're pretty much saying I choose to value myself and to treat myself with respect and to stand up for the right to exist and make my own decisions because i get to do that yeah. so
2: yeah to the point kudos, where girl i've been around women older black women in the work industry that have told me that like my daughter's natural but i don't like it it's ugly mm.
0: which is what mm. Because mm. I mean, oh like, i'm about to go into something because we never <laughs> did that growing up
2: that's not something that we did and this is just a different generation and it's just like okay well okay be close-minded that's on you but what does your opinion have to do with how i look
1: yeah and what is having a natural connection to your hair and the way that it actually grows up your damn head have to do with like i have more um, agency over my literal existence because i know how to work with what i have mm-hmm. that's what it just comes down to in my head logistically or practically i just don't understand how that can be a point of shame but it has historically been its so crazy
0: you're right and back to the whole thing this is so off topic but that's what drives me crazy about when we have these interracial relationships and y'all don't know how to take care of these babies hair but that's another that's tea for another day because you know, right now i, mean, I am tequila well, so <laughs> we don't need this conversation that, opened up that's but, how though should go to me
1: if i am a white mother and i have a mixed race child If I'm not only allyship, but true motherhood, like, I've got to figure it out. Like,
2: yeah,
1: I don't know, I don't know. Yeah.
2: I've seen a lot of things about parents that don't want to take care of their child's hair because they... They think
0: just putting it up in a bun is going to take care of it. But based off of experience, my niece had to cut her hair twice Mm -hmm. because people thought that, I don't know how to do her hair, so I'm just going to put it in the bun. Wash it, deep condition it, blow dry it out, twist it up, let her ass lay down at night. What's real hard about that?
2: Yeah, <laughs> and then you also have people that are trying, and I will give them that. I've seen videos yeah. of people trying, yeah. Celebrity Kim Kardashian, she tried to learn how to do her baby hair, and she learned she had somebody.
0: I thought she had somebody come to the house and do it for her. For,
2: they they showed her how to do it, so maybe oh. she learned how to do
1: it. Well, either way, it's getting done, and there's no, there's no, <laughs> for her, there's no excuse because she has all that money. So if she's not doing it, somebody should be coming to the house. Yeah, the so right
2: either way, way, the baby hair getting right, done, whether right, right. she doing it, yeah. or somebody doing it. Yeah, you are right. She has the knowledge to know that her daughter's hair is different from hers. So now I need to go get assistance on the different ways to learn how to maintain how it. How to
0: maintain that tame. Oh, that mane, girl, that mane. So that's, that's what's up, girl. I'm glad that you made those decisions for yourself and that you were able to come to that level of acceptance. Because once you accept yourself, you are on your own side
2: so mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And it also means like you self-value and you have a self-commitment that just comes from knowing that you are alive, you exist, and you matter. So, shout out to you. Mm-hmm. And
1: you mentioned something and it just put me on a spiral of like,
2: Jesus, when
1: you were talking about how... You were ostracized as a young black person who was not black enough to, to fit in with the black people, but also not white enough to be the steps before. I
0: know. remember that. I who was it? That. I, I want to say... Hey, oh. hey. Listen, because I would be like, "Ooh, I probably didn't like them any. It <laughs> <laughs> okay, the no,
2: was a boy.
0: Girl. I was a boy. That make it even better.
2: Molly no, <laughs> a girl. You, I would
0: have literally had Molly walk, girl. Did we go to the same? We didn't go to the same school
1: at that point though. No. Okay. Just
2: because like I was different, you know? Yeah. yeah.
1: But it just, it when the way that we were raised, like we have, we're black, we have two black parents, black as hell parents.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. But
2: And like we, our parents live together, like they're married, they were right. married for a while, like it's not, yeah, okay, continue.
1: But we were guarded from a lot of what I would call today the culture, especially pop culture, black pop culture. As we were raised, like we don't, like you joke us all the time, uh-huh. from the movies and music that we just don't know. But our parents were just like, no,
2: you're not watching. Right.
1: It. And then going to school without that knowledge was kind of socially crippling because everybody's talking about all these things. And I'm just like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And I still don't know
2: what you're talking about. Yeah. Why? It was like our starting... parents were just like, be kids.
1: Right. And that was great. And I appreciate uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. But being having to navigate socially, and I'm already just inclined to be awkward regardless. So it's just like it was it was a lot.
2: It was a lot, but I don't it's not like they
1: do. No, 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 no. But it was a lot.
2: It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do agree with you because they were like, Oh, you know, the movie Friday. And I was like, And it's crazy tomorrow's Friday, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but it's
1: crazy Yeah. You, I remember opening the the D V D cabinet and we would have all of the movies that they were talking about. Oh. But we could not watch them. Couldn't touch them. Couldn't, couldn't
2: look at him. touch them. And if there was a specific movie that had like nudity or like violence, like right. they would, we wouldn't cover our eyes. They would cover our eyes. <laughs> right, right. And then they get that the sorted right. and then let us know when
1: it was over. And if we are listening to music, it better not have cussing in it. Or if we're on the way to school or church or wherever, if the song has cussing in it, my mom would learn the song and flip it as soon as, you know the what the I mean? Or the, whatever, if they're talking about something too suggestive. They
0: were very. That's wild, cause yeah. it's crazy, cause you call me little ratchet all the time. Yeah, we're very sheltered kids. Cause you say you be like, well, you just you just knew everything. You just you knew all that, and I was just like, hey, like this. But that's just the environment that I was in, yeah. you know, like going to a predominantly white school, but being—I don't know—just having to adopt some of those characteristics because I couldn't be tutu hood around the white people because yeah. of the simple fact the the school i went to i went to forest acres elementary school and if anybody knows about forest acres you know that it's the whitest and the preppiest school that you can go to in this in the county of pickens let's just be real and when individuals know you come from forest acres the first thing that they're gonna say is you bougie as hell and you got money but that wasn't necessarily always the case for me mm-hmm. i just so happened to be going to y'all damn school because i live right down the motherfucking road so you know um being put in those positions I remember having a conversation with my mom last summer and just hearing her experiences about being in school with a whole bunch of white people because I gotta think our parents are literally like they dealt with the after effects of like Selma and stuff like that. So, like, when they were in school in, like, the 70s and eight, well, the the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. um, it started to shift a little bit for them. But then by the time it came to us, it was just, it was different, because I would hear things about my mom being in classes with the white girls or the white boys, mm-hmm. and, you know, just hearing certain things that were said. Because, like I said, it was still fresh. It was only, only, y'all, 20 years or after after all that had happened when our parents started going to school and dealing with all of this mm-hmm. integration so the fact that like i asked my mom all right so why would you put those kids in that same situation knowing that that's something you went through and she was like because i knew that's what where the best was going to be and that's what despite, she knew and she knew that she was like despite huh, she was like despite how i felt about it and despite. It being predominantly white, mm-hmm. uh, I knew that this was where the best education was going to come from. Yeah, you know, I feel it. Yeah, I can't be mad at that. Yeah, growing up because it has helped me a lot in a way. Um, however, I did ask if you could go back and do it all over again and not come back to South Carolina. You know, mm-hmm. would you do that? We're still waiting on the answer, but yeah.
1: <laughs> I think sometimes parents have to just choose the lesser of two evils at some point, but that doesn't mean it's not gonna suffer the kids.
0: Well, I mean, I think also a part of acceptance is is also knowing that you just have to acknowledge and admit to the experience, yeah. I guess and just stand in the presence of it, um, and I think. Like Yolanda was saying, surrendering to whatever you're going through is accepting it. In you know, yoga, I'm sorry, I need to go, go ahead, girl.
2: In yoga, um, can you surrender to the experience? Can you come into this experience without judgment, without how, trying to change mm-hmm. how you look in this shape, the thoughts that you're thinking, how you're breathing? Can you focus in this moment without changing anything about yourself other than your thoughts? Mm and how you think about yourself in this moment. And that if you can't go onto the mat and take this into like life, can I accept myself for who I am in this moment without judging myself on what everyone looks like on Instagram or what everyone is driving or all these different things that have going on that it would be nice to have, but if you are grounded in yourself as a person, they don't sway they don't rock the boat I know that's right like your boat is going to stay it's gonna where it is stay it's regardless at. that I, storm ain't going to rock you because you know who you are
0: mhm yeah. i feel that and i have this book right here in front of me the six pillars of self esteem y'all know i love this book and i got this quote underlined and it says i can accept what is and be determined to evolve from there it is not acceptance but the now that leaves me stuck I cannot truly. I cannot be truly for myself. Cannot build self-esteem if I cannot accept myself for where I am. And that, to me, kind of just puts everything in one big pot for you when you talk about acceptance, because non-acceptance is some type of acceptance. You're, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're not, if you're a non-accepting person,
1: you're accepting that you're not happy with your situation. You're not. Yeah. You're accepting the terms of
0: your Situation Instead in of, of being in, in denial, denial and just saying, like, no, this isn't happening. Mm-hmm. This isn't happening. Like, I can't accept right. it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just mm-hmm. crazy how when you do shift your mind to be able to accept what is and be in that experience and surrender to that experience in that moment, it's like, it's peace.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, like, it's
0: peace yeah, yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, I've done the best that I can do. I've shown up for myself, I've treated myself kindly, I've did this, I've done that, and the day is still the way the day is, or the situation is still what the situation is. Mm -hmm. But presently, I am fucking okay, and, you know, and I'm okay with who I am, and I'm okay with my intentions, and I'm okay with my spirit and my heart, and I, you know, so...
1: Yeah, it just reminds me when you see, like, people online venting about their specific experiences and generalizing it, like, oh, now I know men aren't shit, or oh, now I know that (laughs) if I'm in this situation, I can't act like this, or if I'm with this sign, they're going to treat me like this. People take anything they can to limit themselves to a certain situation, and I think in expressing that, okay, sure, you might need to get that energy out, but you're also putting out there that that is what is for you. Like if I'm putting out here in men and shit, the men and shit are about to be lined up at
0: my door. You know well, it's kind of okay, like I'm your sure cries shit. for acceptance create the rivers that you're about to drown in. So let's just be real. Okay. So like you sit here crying about you chasing these men, these, mm-hmm. these, these men that you know aren't good for you, but then they, line, like you said, they line up at your door mm-hmm. and it's like, but I know you're not good for me. So come on anyway. So don't be upset when your tears, your own tears, your own literal tears are the ones that's drowning you. Because you got all these niggas rolling they boats up their votes up your stream, or you got all these people rolling their votes up the stream. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a big part of acceptance. Is you okay over there? What's going on? Did you fall out your chair? Chair is not <laughs> sustainable. It's not
2: sustainable, but
0: it's fine. I'm sitting
2: here
0: like, is you okay? Did you fall out your chair? Why talking me like- <laughs> <laughs> Mouth wide
2: open, like, oh shit.
0: Oh my gosh. And I think that also comes with like allyship too, knowing that you have allies. Yes. Oh, knowing that, you, okay. knowing that you have um that you can accept that you have certain people who are gonna be there to take up for you, knowing that you have people in your corner. Um, but most importantly, knowing that you have yourself and can't nobody change that. You know, it's like literally I accept being a friend to myself. I I got to accept being a friend to myself because this world is quick to make enemies with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I don't need to be an enemy to myself when this world is already the biggest enemy that there is. So the one thing that I need to do right now is accept myself fully for who I am. Do my best that I can and keep it pushing and going forward. Because trust me, I can take these enemies or everything else that's out here. I, I, I've i done it before.
2: And I'll do it again. And I'll do it again.
0: And I'll do it again. And I'll do it again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, you're talking about allyship. What's and It reminded me of a time that I was in high school and I used to help out with football, like rapping the people when they were injured, water, blah, 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 whatever. So there was this one time where I was talking to this White guy, you know, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and he was one football player. He was like, you know, I really like you, and I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, as friends, he was just Mm -hmm. like really cool. He was just like, you know what? I was like, well, he's like, you don't talk about that slavery stuff, everything that happened then, and I was just, I literally was so shocked, and he was just like. You don't bring it up and all that stuff. Like it's not even a big deal anymore. Da 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 da. And I, I was just frozen because I, this was so left field. Like I just. And so I had a white counterpart that was there, and she heard what he said. And she was like, "That's not cool. Mm-hmm. You don't say stuff like that to mm-hmm. people. Like that's still an issue, even though slavery is over. Mm-hmm. Racism is still a thing, and that's rude." And I was just like thank you for you saying something. Girl. Like, I appreciate that because I was just so stunned and so yeah. shocked because, like, I genuinely thought, like, me and this person were, like, cool, but then they said that, and I was like, Mm-mm. whoa.
1: They be exposing
0: themselves. They really oh. do, and they do it so swiftly.
2: Minute. I'm like, wait a minute.
0: The whole world <laughs> right. will change in two seconds. Right.
2: And it definitely did. And I, definitely, I looked at him completely different after that. I was just like,
0: and that's the difference between um, having an ally and having an accomplice. So an ally is somebody who is going to vocalize against the problematic existence of certain types of oppression. Now, the accomplice, on the other hand, they're actually going to do the work of unlearning the systems that have been put in place. They're actively combating for you and they're leveraging their own privilege against the oppression that's been against the marginalized community. So when people say that they're allies, it's like, OK, yeah, you're an ally, but I need you to be an accomplice. Because an ally is only just gonna do the bare minimum. I need for you to unlearn that shit. I need for you to learn what is really going on. This, this is a whole different ball game. So, um, that's interesting that you say that. And I just recently found out about accomplices as well. So I've been doing my work on learning. Like, oh shit. So like, allyship is one thing, but to be an accomplice to a community mm-hmm. is something completely more you know like it's something greater so that is something that i um i have like recently learned because it's somebody who independently and proactively learns and researches about the marginalized communities of which they're not a part of so they pretty much are like going back and unlearning the shit that was not true Mm -hmm. in a sense and not just going along with um certain things that just been said i guess yeah. They're actually going back and learning for themselves, versus just saying, "Oh yeah, you know, I paid attention in history." Well, really, did you? Because you're not hearing what we are saying, and it's being pushed in your face every single day. So, I really now it's like I like y'all allies, but I need accomplices now. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's what I need.
2: Yeah.
0: Like allyship, great, but I really need somebody that's gonna be like, when I'm not there. I can look on their Instagram, or I can go on a website, and I see the work. I see them unlearning. I see them correcting their mistakes that um, that they once made, or they're trying to do better to help certain communities and stuff like that. So, just that's something that I, I recently learned the other day, and I was like, "Huh, interesting." So, with this episode, I'm just gonna just drop a little parallel information on the difference between an ally and an accomplice, because I think this is an informative podcast on top of us talking about our experiences. So the general public needs to know, (laughs) damn it.
1: (laughs) And I think a lot of people who are like outside of the community rely on being perceived as forward-thinking or open-minded and that's just not enough anymore. I think I remember a time when I was in high school and someone who I believe would have truly understood or truly understands, the difference between being an ally or an accomplice was my uh, English teacher, Mr. Fish. I remember one time he really teased me up to like go off on this one
0: person. I'm, I remember you telling me a story. And I'm I still surprised you. that you like you haven't told me who it was, because you were like, no, I don't think I should do that. And I'm just like, I'm trying, sure. I, If I'm thinking right now, I can't even think
1: of her name. I know I'm what she looks like, but I can't think of
0: her name. Because you know, look, we was only a year apart, and I have a feeling that she came for four seconds elementary school, so please. You know, you're totally right. <laughs> But we,
1: were have, we would have debates in this class. And I don't think we were really even supposed to because we would get into some heated stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was one of the only
1: black people. If I think I was the only black person in this class. And It was a class of, I want to say, about 36 people. It Because like Mr. Fish had that big-ass classroom of people. And it was English honors. And I was the only black person in his honors class. or his. I had him for honors and AP. So it was one of those years. But both years, like I said, only black person. Um he we were talking about we got on the, the topic of race for some reason and interracial relationships. And one of the white girls brought out scripture talking about how something about I listen, I'm not averse to Christian. I don't know if I'm offending, I apologize. <laughs> something about birds of the same color or animals of the same color or some shit like that mating with each other and it was some old testament backwoods bullshit. Where she was basically using that to regulate, like, saying that interracial relationships were wrong. So he let her speak. And then before he said anything, he looked straight at me and just waited. And I was not about. I sat right by the door. I was not about. I don't know. I, I was not that person at that time. I was not about to sit there in front of. 30, it was 35 to, to me and Mr. Fish. No, I wasn't about to do it. I'm sorry. I just wasn't. Well, I, I got the biggest
0: it. ally on my side right now, looking at me, telling me you got all permission to go what? off on this little white girl right now. In it classroom. wasn't even me in that time. Like, <laughs> I'm mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I have a similar
2: experience. That is so no wild. I was in a um, I don't know, some type of social studies class in uh-huh. high school, and they were talking. They started talking about gay people, mm. and this one person was just like, "Oh no." Da, 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 and like the whole class full of white people just started going off, and it was just like this older white teacher, and he ain't saying nothing. I'm just like, You just letting this happen, right? You just letting all right. Those people. But you know, oh, the crazy man, thing about this, and then things? you know, it's funny, the girl that was talking the little
0: is get. Getting... Ga- I was about to, I was really about to say, say that like, it'd be the worst. It be the, because they start to listen. If y'all have any idea, okay, yeah, okay. let me tell y'all something. After high school, you really get to know who people are. Truly. Truly. The same ones like you just said was going up about the whole gay thing. I'm pretty sure majority of that class turned out to be gay themselves, or they experienced some type No, I'm being the whole class, gay. I'm, <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm being serious. I didn't say the whole class, half of them. <laughs> half of them probably turned out to be gay, or they experienced some type of um, let's just say uh pleasure amongst another sex at one point sure you know what i'm saying i'm sure they recognize themselves
1: in different places in the spectrum since that
0: since that point that's what i'm saying like y'all are only when i hear little kids like high schoolers talk sometimes i think to myself y'all are only speaking from what y'all parents have told y'all sometimes and what y'all think is to be true like nine times out of ten what your parents is telling you is based off their own personal experience. What the world is telling you is based off of their own personal experience. Yeah. So you need to get out here and do that work for yourself, which is what I think a lot of people have a problem not accepting. Which is why I think a lot of people are, it's so easy to say, "This I'm good where I'm at. I'm good where I'm at. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, are you? I don't, I, I like to challenge that.
2: not willing to
0: evolve. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's like, are you, like, anybody who said they're just good where they're at. <laughs> knows that there's other underlying issues that they are afraid to face because i'm never just good where i'm at there's always something that i know i need to improve on within myself and my humanity and i have to accept that sometimes you know for real accepting means experiencing without denial or avoidance. that is a fact and the fact is a fact in this case it means accepting that the face and the body in the mirror are your face in the body and that you are what you see. That'd be surprising. That also came from the six pills of self-esteem. And then I have another one that says, we do not understand another human being when we know that only he or she, only knowing what he or she is doing is wrong, unkind, destructive, or whatever. We need to know the internal considerations that prompted the behavior. There's always some context in which the most efficient actions can have their own kind of sense. This does not mean they are justified, only that they are, only that they could be understandable. So, kind of, you know, makes sense. <laughs> In a way. In yeah. and, and, and and some it, way.
1: It just, I feel like yes, it's pride not to have stuff on any gay toes, LGBTQI,
0: it's two plus toes. Right, because we got a nine inch heel waiting for your face. Listen, keep your heels where they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I feel like <laughs> why we gotta keep our heels on there? They I'm they gotta watch out for our toes. I'm just, <laughs> just saying. And
1: this is this is talking to the intersections of the community. Right. Mm. I just think it is a great time as well to be aware of where our privilege can can lie in certain experiences. Oh, yeah. Like, sometimes <sighs> men are inclined, gay regardless, are inclined to step on women's toes in certain situations. And sometimes gay men are more inclined to do it because they feel a certain level of comfort there. And Yolanda said something today that really struck uh-huh. a chord with me. When you feel really comfortable with people, and you have a sister-brother relationship, a, a, a brother, like a, you know, like a very close relationship with somebody, you feel like you can treat them however you want to treat them because they're going to be there. And that's not always true. So i think that's a great thing to keep in mind i think we need to be aware of some of the people who get more of the brunt of the negativity the violence the political moves against them which are women and trans people of color specifically oh
0: yeah for sure and i think another part of that just comes with just a little bit of mindfulness you know Mm -hmm. like just be mindful like of just the power of a woman yeah <laughs> and the certain stepping stones that y'all have laid down for you know just for us gay men to thrive on, you know, especially black women, the fashion, the clothes, how we I know Royals for me sh- show up in the world, how you show up in the world, how you carry yourself, how you are able to deal with the adversity of everyone and still show up for yourself and The right ways, that's definitely inspiring and something to like look up to because y'all know my relationship with my mom isn't always peaches and cream, but I always say that my mom raised five kids and all of us were through high school. She was always there despite she might, her thing was like, I might not like everything that you do, but I'm always going to be there. Um, Which was fair, but knowing that I got to witness a black woman raise five kids, put all of us through school, send two of us off to college, send one to the military, send two to the military, one's doing his own thing with his, like, seeing how she was able to navigate all of that and have put values and ethics in us that, you know, we probably have fallen off from. Um, and so <laughs> because certain things just don't align with yes. us now. Um, just knowing that she, despite how what she had to go through and the stuff that she had to deal with, she was still able to raise five fucking kids under the age of my mom will be 50 this year,
2: mm.
0: right? Shout out, Angela, right? So for me, like looking at that, despite how. Our relationship dynamic is I am always still inspired. And I'll tell anybody, my mom did it with five kids, okay? So nobody told me shit and tell me because I can't do anything because five fucking kids? Yeah, that's
1: amazing.
0: That's a lot. And then one of them was gay, so you knew that I was already a motherfucking lot for her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like... Just looking up to y'all and seeing the things that y'all have to go through, it makes me hone in on my feminine energy and just assert myself a little bit more in that realm to know that, okay, what, like, yeah, this is you, but this is who I am too, so don't get it twisted, you know? So I like that you touched base on that. I I really do. Do y'all think a lot of times acceptance comes with um, listening and honoring your feelings? yeah
2: without a doubt yeah because i mean if you ain't listen to yourself what the hell are you doing who are you listening to
0: <laughs> well the world pretty much just telling you who you should be and pulling you in different directions and picking you apart and having their hand up your back like you're a fucking ventriloquist doll. so
2: and that's not how it should operate <laughs> because like every year you see the different fashion trends come out every girl looks the same walking on the street yeah everyone wants life or their boobs big or their feet small or what the fuck ever people oh they got their feet small smaller yeah they oh what about the knees the knees are white chicks oh my, my god. god
0: we got our knees done
2: <laughs> all these crazy things and like we just try to change ourselves like so much as people to conform to like one one beauty standard or one standard of how we should carry ourselves mm. and that's not the way that we should live it, it genuinely pisses me off
1: mm. it doesn't piss me off i hear you it
2: pisses me I off i hear you girl there are so many people that could genuinely be themselves and be so beautiful but they choose not to be
1: i hear you i had a conversation anger about this <laughs> In a different aspect, but it can kind of relate to this as well. Just, I think that America specifically has influenced the world when it comes to what you would call an ideal beauty standard. So, when you are in America and you are someone growing up through it, you're just force fed all of these images of what you're supposed to look like. And if I have the boobs, it means this. If I have the ass, it means this. If I have the bone structure, it means that's a tiny white thing you can say right you think you can get whatever situation you're trying to get it i can get the relationship i want to get i can get heard in the room that i need to be heard in if i look a certain way and we put a lot of emphasis on the way that you look even positivity is a lot about like, like the positivity community and the the spiritual community as well as a lot about how you you present yourself so but i do think it's It's to a toxic point because I do think if we just focus on the feeling more than the image,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I think that might be where our problems will, will, you know, subside. I think that I'm going to say something and I don't want it to come off ignorant because he apologizes in advance. I'm not, not, (laughs) I don't want to come off apologetic either because I do think there's a point here and this is a new. Kind of thought that I've, I've been having. Okay, but since I have learned that there have been trans individuals since B.C. time, like that's new knowledge in the eyes of the beginning of this year or last year, I believe, or of last year. Um, and two spirit individuals, I mean, there are people who have practiced transness and and practiced not conforming to the gender binary since the beginning of, of humanity. But they didn't necessarily they didn't have the tools of course to alter themselves surgically but also i don't know i wonder if there was the need or the feeling of wanting to if i come into this world genetically biologically male if i don't feel that way later in my journey i wonder if there was that inclination to physically distance myself from that that gender binary but i i personally think it it probably just meant something different to them at, at that point it was more of a maybe spiritual thing or or a feeling thing for them. So I wonder if our society was less focused on image, what the outcome would be in the trans community in the wave of acceptance that we're seeing. I wonder if it would look like people going out and having surgeries or getting hormones or, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. dogging that at all in any sense. People are doing what they need to do to feel like themselves. And I'm not that 100%, but I wonder what the focus would look like if society's focus was different, I guess.
0: I am just, uh, I feel that. Ooh, I feel that. I feel like there was, I heard that on, I feel like I heard that from a Alok.
1: Yeah. I was about to say, I, I feel like really I heard that. I don't like think he got into, body modification or anything like that, but he was just talking about, he's the one that I learned. She? They? they. I'm so sorry. They are the person <laughs> that made me aware of you know just the history
0: the history behind it that episode i might put that you should put that in the link i'm gonna put that in the link and then i'm also because you were talking about beauty standards there's this one episode on a black lady sketch show where angela bassett (laughs) she comes in as like this head bitch in charge and it's a whole bunch of girls in beauty and they're talking about how um i just want to walk out the house and not wear a waist trainer. Or do you do you remember that sketch yeah. I showed it? like
2: a rehab for like beauty? <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. And, like yeah, who else but Cox was in yes, it. Yes. Um and it was a it was like bad bitch
1: Awareness is on the bad that. bitch right, awareness, like a bad group. Bitch support group. yeah. Bad bitch support mm-hmm. group, that's what it was
0: called.
2: And
0: <laughs> <I didn't> <laughs> <rehab>. <laughs> kind of, that's what it kind of felt like for them because oh right. girl was going through it, and she was like, I just want to walk out the house without a race trainer. And Everyone Robert like, and right, and Robert DD goes, You this whole time take deep breaths, <laughs> <laughs> yes. so like they picked fun at the beauty standards to bring awareness to y'all like this because is how, it's not really it's not realistic this is how women really do be feeling and a part of listening to your feelings is experience and accepting your emotions through focusing on that feeling and emotion as a whole and then breathing gently and deeply also allowing those muscles to you know relax i'm pretty sure you know this yoga teacher and to be felt um and then making them real making that feeling real which in this book the six pillars of self-esteem, they call that shit owning it. So... (laughs) I wanted to say something, because I was thinking about, like, if you don't
1: accept, if you don't listen to yourself, you don't know what to accept. And I think Mm. for me, when I started my acceptance journey, it was backwards. I accepted before I listened. So I accepted the fact that I was showing up as a mess. So I kept showing up as a mess. But I was cool with it it was fine with me, you know what I mean? But like, I wasn't getting any better and I wasn't setting a higher standard for myself. So when I finally sat down and listened to myself, I was just like, okay, I'm accepting that I'm showing up in, as a mess in these
0: situations but I am not a mess. It's not me, it's how I'm presenting myself. In Damn history. Devin, you really just made me realize something just now. I think that was me too, it's easier to accept that I am gay, right? Mm-hmm. But dealing with those feelings is a completely different thing. Yeah. It's easy to say, like, oh, yeah, I'm gay. Boom. And then you right, and then, you don't know what it means to you. No. Yes. Oh, God. You just felt me like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that. So then go back to that whole part you were just saying. So when we deny or disown our emotions, we avoid the awareness of our reality. Mm-hmm. We constrict our breathing and tighten our muscles to cut off any numb feelings. And then we dissociate ourselves from our own experiences
2: rather than when you just surrender, to <laughs> surrender <yes. laughs> and like to know that these material things these relationships, this life that you have is a gift and you don't own any of it just, you are just the witness to this life and things are going to change and you have to be okay with the change and that's what yoga is about mm. at the end of the day, if we can be okay with the change, knowing that things are ever-changing, can we adapt? Can we not be judgmental to ourselves or anyone else? Mm -hmm. Can we surrender to this experiment? Experiment. I mean, I mean. (laughs) mean, it low-key is one, girl. Experience without judgment, without trying to change people, things, ourselves, and just to know that we are witness to this experience. Mm -hmm. What are going to learn.
1: That's the ultimate. What you said is the ultimate acceptance, in my opinion. When, not to get real dark, when I think about, like, death and, like, just no longer being in this physical existence. I, I, I think about what you said. Like, I was witness to all. I was witness to all of this. I, it was my duty and my job to go through this life and to experience and to take in and to feel how I felt in these things. But not take ownership of those things yeah. because I'm releasing it at the end. But, right. But I, that doesn't mean that I'm still not. I'm not me. I can't identify myself in the experience. I am
0: the witness. Yes. It's like mm. the watcher. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, it's kind of like becoming aware of and accepting like this own part. So mm-hmm. just own parts of just your life and yourself.
2: Like I'm in a relationship. Do I own the relationship? Do I own the person I'm in the relationship? No, I don't. I do. I have. Things and items. Do I own these items technically? Yes. But like if they were go tomorrow, I still have myself.
0: Yeah. And I can
2: rebuild all of those things, not on goddamn wood, this t- don't happen. Right. But at the same time, just knowing that things are ever changing and I have to be able to adapt and know that like my higher self will be okay with this and these things are gonna happen, but I'm an infinite being.
0: Right. I just seen a quote in this book that says, when we fight a block, it grows stronger. When we acknowledge, experience, and accept it, that's when it begins to melt. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that when I'm fighting something that I'm just like, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this. It has to get out of the way. It has to get out of the way. It has to get out of the way. I found myself getting more upset at the fact that that shit is still not moving rather than just saying, that shit going to move on its own bitch. Like, there's nothing that you can do. Like the, I, the experience is gonna play out on its own. Like, there's nothing that you can do. You know, like talking
2: <laughs> yesterday about the experience I just had, and this, mm-hmm. over this past weekend, I was not expecting this experience, and I was not ultimately happy with it. But then I came to the conclusion, like, it is what it is. Yeah. I I didn't have a say so in it to begin with. It was just something that I was hoping for, and I didn't get it. And it was really just outside sources being like, oh, you should, oh, you should. And so I did, didn't happen. Other things happened. Mm-hmm. And so I just have to roll with it and be okay with it in that moment. Things might change one day and they might not, but then then it's up to me to make that change.
0: you be that accomplice for yourself, girl.
2: Exactly, you not <laughs> waiting for other people to see no, me. Straight up, that
0: yeah. you be that accomplice so. to yourself, straight up. You have anything you want to add? just on the back of that, like, I had an
1: experience earlier this week where it just literally rattled my whole consciousness. Like, I don't even know... I do know. It was like, you know... They they come?
2: Oh, oh I thought it was outside. It's a movie <laughs> they watch.
1: Right. No, um... It was just... Something happened financially with me where a bunch of my money was taken, cash out. <laughs> um, and it was money that I had a very certain use for. It wasn't a super big amount of money, but I, it it mattered to me because of the financial situation that I'm in. And I'm also trying to do a lot, I think with a little bit and all of it just compounded into one huge, like I realized I started taking into account every hardship that I had in life in one second and like, you know, what that does to you mentally, Oof. it just like shakes you. And you're just like, this one thing means so much because it's connected to all of these terrible things that are happening because I'm me or whatever, but accept surrendering and accepting that, okay, this is a momentary thing and this is happening. And okay, it may affect certain things that I'm trying to do doesn't mean that it is the end or be all. And it doesn't mean that just because I was making a narrative for myself to where I was just like, oh, I'm finally choosing myself. And now everything wants to go wrong. Um, You know? And I was like, that's not true. Mm -hmm. It's just not true. Like, okay, maybe there are patterns, or maybe there are certain things that are like flaring up. But that just means you have to try harder. That means you have to adapt. And I'm very adaptable, and I know that about myself. You know, and I've known that about myself for a very long time. And sometimes to my detriment, I'm very adaptable. But it's just like sometimes when you're going through it, you forget certain things or you let the moment, like, compound on you. Mm
0: -hmm. You feel better now? I
2: feel
0: better. Yay. Yay. So I'm going to be closing out um, this episode on (laughs) acceptance with two fallacies here. So please listen carefully, ladies and gentlemen. One is the belief that if we accept who and what we are, we must approve of everything about us. The other belief is that if we accept who and what we are, we are indifferent to change or improvement. I don't want to accept myself, I want to learn to be different. So the question is, if we cannot accept what is, where will we find the motivation to improve? If I deny and disown what is, how will I be inspired to grow? And there's also a paradox here, acceptance of what is is the precondition of change and denial of what is leaves me stuck in it interesting so what i heard you say pretty much is
1: you have to be aware not to use acceptance as a crutch of stagnation or or not growing or an excuse not to to grow or be open to different different things
0: Mm -hmm. yes so you know look at it from your own point of view, as far as allyship, um, acceptance with who you are, and just see how all of that kind of ties into you. You have to be an accomplice to yourself. I, I think hearing your story, I feel as if, yeah, that is very fucking true. I need to do the work and unlearn the certain things that I've been going through, the certain things that I've adapted as my own mentality or my actions or behaviors so then I don't affect myself mentally going forward. So I think that's a very important takeaway. Like, yeah, you really do have to be the accomplice or your own best friend to yourself, especially when you're in a world that's already trying to make you feel less than what you are. So Mm -hmm. shout out to you strong black woman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it's all that you uh, uh, uh. anything you done baby I do it naturally whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't want to say <laughs> just something to also
1: keep in mind is you always hear it but it's so true you never stop learning and another way to look at it is sometimes you think you have learned that specific lesson already but sometimes lessons come back more than once. What? Sometimes to test you again. <laughs> sometimes to reinforce said lesson. Sometimes to show it to you from a different perspective. So just keep that open mind of of being open to learning. In, in the situations and the people are, that are in your life are in your life for a reason. So just and make figure out sure, lesson.
0: Make sure you find the people who are meant for you, especially when you are so comfortable with accepting yourself because you'll know your, your spirit will tell you before anything else. <laughs> anything else. Angel, do you have anything you want to add, my dear?
2: Um, I think to just believe in yourself, know that things will happen, but it's just a moment that you are an infinite being and you can get through it despite anything. Just find your support circle Love yourself. Drink some
0: champagne. Right, because I'm empty and I need a refill. Um, I am <laughs> I am definitely going to finish off this episode by saying, and we were talking about this comedian the other day. He is one of my hands down favorite, Jim Carrey. Um, I'm going to finish off with this quote, and it says your need for acceptance can make you invisible in this world. Don't let anything stand in the way of the light that shines through this form that is already within you risk being seen in all your glory bask in who the fuck you are yes jim and on that note we need refills on champagne hey, hey. we need an alcoholic refill let's go ahead and toast up let's go ahead and I
2: clean, I clean, clean. thank
0: y'all so much devin and asia You're mr the ricky way. and Miss we for stopping you. by on some most speaks this week um, episode will be released on monday share it with your friends family member colleagues and anybody who you think might need or gain some type of value from this episode as always leave a five-star rating and review on apple podcast i think right now on spotify you can only just leave a rating yeah so you're, um yeah, one to five stars. one to five star rating a one two three four
2: <laughs> the whole
0: five, the whole five because this, this this is information that not only that we need for pride but the world needs to hear as well and just hear the different experiences from all three of us and just knowing that you two are so open and honest and just trusting and willingness to Try and be in spaces. It just means a lot to me that you two stopped by today. So thank you again. You two can clink clink if you need clink. to.
2: if they don't like you, they don't love you. Leave them. Fuck them.
1: <laughs> and so, don't fuck them and leave them. Just, just leave them without fuck. Just, yeah,
2: like- <laughs> just fuck them, Just fuck them. Don't don't Wait wait. Sex. What
0: Yolanda say in 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 the words of surrendering to who you are and accepting who you are. Fuck it. it. That's hilarious. Fuck it. So, shout out to our spiritual teacher, Lady Londa. Lady Londa, unto Yolanda. We love you. Again, I love you guys. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening and hearing Devin and Asia and I on this episode of the Pride series. I will catch you next week, same time, same place, on Samoa Speaks. Oh, and as well, I will leave all the references that we spoke about today in the episode notes below, so catch you later.